Welcome to the Mindset Queen Podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine L. Thomas, and here on the Mindset Queen Podcast, my goal is for you to learn how to use your mind to transform your entire life. I was brought up in generational poverty. I'm talking my grandmother walking to work on ice, busting her knees to take care of her six children that she was left to work with alone. So I am really, really amazingly grateful for my experience. And now I have been able to push myself out of the poverty and negative statistics to create generational wealth. On this podcast, I talk to you all about how to create purposeful and profitable businesses by using your God-given gifts and talents. If you go with me on this journey, you will find amazingly great secrets for the life and business of your dreams. I'm not just talking about success and monetary gains, but I'm helping you to be the most well-rounded individual by using the power of your mind. So go ahead, grab your tea, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mindset Queen podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine L. Thomas. And today, we are going to be blessed with an amazing episode where I had the opportunity to interview Beverly Walthor. She is incredible. She's a powerhouse. Guys, I literally have like the same story as her. So what I love about Beverly, first of all, she is a business coach that helps women around the globe create six-figure empires. Not only that, she has her own TV show that I know for sure, without her telling me this, I know it's going to be worldwide and I'm so excited for her. But she didn't always start off that way. Beverly actually started off as a classroom teacher just like me, but she taught way longer than I did with 14 years of experience. She was a wonderful educator, but she felt like there was more for her and she got into the educational business and she just felt like there was more and more and more and now she is helping so many women overcome their fears creating that consistent income and breaking through any barriers that they have within themselves what else i love about her is that she has a beautiful faith walk her faith walk is so incredible to the point that i felt like she needed to be here on this show to be a woman of color and to be a woman in general and to have all the success that she's had in just the past few years I'm telling you guys, this is someone you want to hear from. I can't wait, guys, to just give you the opportunity to listen in and hear her faith walk and how you can improve yours as we are going through this series. Hello, hello, Beverly. How are you? 
Hello, Jasmine. I am doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to have you on here. Thank you for coming over to the Mindset Queen podcast. We are blessed to have you. (laughs) Awesome. I am so grateful that you invited me. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Well, we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. I do want to share with everyone like how I kind of met you and like (laughs) how our stories collide because I feel like it's so to just see like, oh my gosh, this is someone who literally has the same like story as you. And I don't know, how did we become friends on Facebook? (laughs) That is an excellent question. I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know either but it just like I feel like it's a divine connection for me on a personal level I feel like Beverly just has um, a beautiful aura and a beautiful spirit to where I feel like I can learn and grow from her and as I introduced you right before you came on I was telling them how we have similar paths in terms of being in the field of education and just like you know getting out of that and doing like a completely different (laughs) different path so yes would you please share with us your background and what led you to where you are today wow okay so my background is in education so that's when I say my background that's my (laughs) training uh degree wise so my background is in education so I was a middle school math teacher for 14 years Yes. And so during that time, I also that was when I was actually first bit with the entrepreneurial bug. (laughs) And that was Mm -hmm. back in 2007. A friend of mine had uh, left the teaching profession to start her own tutoring company. And she was like, Bab, I replaced my teaching salary. I'm like, well, don't take too much to do that. So let me see what this thing is all about. So I actually left the profession like seven years in. So that year before I was nominated teacher of the year. So I was teacher of the year for my school. And so I'm like, okay, well, I can't leave now because you know I have to fulfill these duties. (laughs) So I went back that following year knowing that that was going to be my, my last year. And so I stepped out on faith. I resigned from my position at the end of the year to go into entrepreneurship. And the only preparation I had was my friend telling me that she was able to to do it and step out and all that stuff. So I followed suit. I didn't do anything to prepare mindset wise. I I mean, I had the skill set because I was an educator. So I was going to do my tutoring company in the 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 subject area I didn't know I was gonna hire some tutors so you know I had this thing all figured out in my head well right <laughs> it's like fast forward two years later and I actually closed it down and it and it the, the crazy thing was it wasn't because I I wasn't getting clients it was mindset stuff it was like what if this happens or what if that happens oh my gosh you know Bev you're the only one bringing in income because it, it's just me and so I'm like you know well, what happens if this so I what if myself back into the classroom wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, when I tell people I get it when, you know, you had a business that you had to close and not only did you have to close it, but now you have to face people and tell them, you know what I'm saying? What, you know, that quote unquote, in my mind, I felt like a failure. Mm. And so, um, you know, I ended up going back into the classroom for like another seven years. I'm like, but God, this is not it. Like, it, it's something else to it. Because at that, right. point, at that point, I was burnt out. Like, I didn't want to go. You know, I was just like, oh, my God, like literally dreading 
like Sunday evening, evenings would roll around. I'm like, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. And I would wake up on a Monday. I'm like, okay, is it is it Friday yet? And I'm like, I just, I don't feel like God has put me on this earth to live like that. You know what I'm saying? Looking forward to the weekend every day of the week. Mm, so, yeah, that is hard. That is a hard place to be when you're constantly like trying to get to the next day and the next day and the next day. That shows that you were not fulfilled at that point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, you know, people were like, well, Bev, you should be happy that you have a job, you know, and it wasn't hating. It was them from their own experience trying Mm -hmm. to keep me protected. But I, like I said, I'm just like, I just know this is not how I'm supposed to like live the rest of my life. Like I, I just knew it in my spirit. That wasn't it. And so I ended up stepping out again, but this time I shifted careers because for the longest I was like, well, all I can do is teach. Like I can't do anything else. All I, all I can do is be a classroom teacher. And, um, you know, the, I, I had the guy was like, no, no, like that, that, that's not the only thing. And so I fell into training. So I was a trainer, left my career. So now a 14 years went into this crane, this training job and six months later was laid off. I'm like, whoa, God, wait a minute. <laughs> what? Are we doing, God? This, um, You didn't have me leave 14 years and get laid off in six months. Oh, no. And see, I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah. I didn't know that part. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Six months. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, that was, it was a blow, but my faith was so strong because I was like, first of all, I said, never again will I rely solely on someone else for my source of income, which I was relying Mm. on. Can you hear me? Yes. So tell us about when you you know lost this job that you had for six months you had already left your teaching career mm-hmm. tell us how your faith helped you get over yes so you know that having that experience of you know and this is where i think a lot of people can relate where you feel like you're doing what god is leading you to do and then something happens and it doesn't look the way that you thought that it would. Mm-hmm. And so when I stepped away and then lost the position, was laid off from the position, the one thing, like, I still had this sense of peace of, that God was going to take care of me. Mm-hmm. That that was what I knew. And like I said, it was also a reminder of not relying on, on a job to, for, my, for my main source of income. So that was the other piece too. So I just had this perfect calmness about it. Although, you know, on the outside, like, wait a minute, you just lost your job. It's just you, you know, mortgage due, all that stuff like that. Like if you're, if you're not careful, the enemy will start putting those thoughts into your head. And I remember, uh, you know, so I was like, okay, well, I'll go and I'll apply for some jobs. And I actually went on Craigslist. Like I've never applied for a full-time job on Craigslist. But once again, I felt like it was the leading of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. went applied for a job um and i remember on my way to the unemployment office got a call <laughs> and they were like hey we would love for you to come on in an interview and i'm like okay cool so and it was still a, a, another training position and so went there did a second interview long story short because that happened in november by uh january i was working again so less than, you know, a month of being laid, you know, being laid off, I was employed again. And I was actually with that training company um, for three years. Wow. 
Yes. So, but also in that time I had started up again, because like I said, that, that entrepreneurial spirit, like it never left. And so I did a couple of, um, multi-level marketing businesses too, like in that time, in that time frame. but people were also asking me, you know, well, Bev, how are you doing this? Like, how are you starting all these, you know, you're successfully starting all these businesses. Like, what are you doing? And in my mind, I'm like, well, doesn't everybody know? what to do like I'm, I'm confused what you mean what am I doing I'm, I'm, I'm doing this what you mean <laughs> yes so yeah so that you know kind of birthed and led me to where I am now full-time in this business as a business strategist specifically for Christian female coaches yes that is amazing and I can clearly see like that faith is important in your life mm -hmm. um would you be able to share a little bit more on how it's the foundation for you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when I shifted into the online space, you know, it, you have to be very careful. And so in the online space, <laughs> excuse me, I, when I initially started, I was saying I was helping uh, female entrepreneurs start their businesses online because I had done both product and service-based businesses. And um, the thing that I know, it was a couple of things that I noticed. The more that I worked with the women, I realized I, I really love working with service-based women the, the most. And I noticed that I was attracting coaches and not just coaches, but faith-based coaches. Because I realized that a lot of times online, I was filtering what I was putting out or what I was saying because I don't want to offend. Because you know, like in business, you're not supposed to talk about two things. That's what's talking about religion and you're not supposed to talk about politics. Right. And so my faith was so important to me because I, I'm like, I, I couldn't have gotten to this point in my life without God, period. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that, you know, Christian women were the, the coaches that were attracted to me. And, you know, I just said, you know what? I'm not going to filter anymore. I, at that point, I had written a book. I mean, I, had, I was a co-author in a book called Tying the Knot Between Ministry and the Marketplace. Um, I was uh, in, a, in, a, in a group with a, another coach and she was like, well, Bev, you know, if, if, if Christian women are attracted to you, you've written, you know, you're a co-author in this book, so, you know, why not just say that you target uh, Christian women? I'm like, oh, um, yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> Yes. And so that was kind of like it, it. That when I got to that point, it made me realize like I don't have to censor myself. So when you hear me, you know whether or not it's content that I put out, whether or not it's a live and an email, or go to my website and I talk about God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, and Scripture. Like I can't filter that out. And so that's why my, you know, when it comes to my faith, like I can't separate the two when I was teaching because I, you know, I was in a public school. So I had to be very, although, you know, I had to be very careful about what it was that I said, you know, because once again, I didn't want to offend anyone. Um, but I'm like, you know, but this is my business and I should be able to run it any way that I choose. And so I'm like, you know, I, I don't have to censor myself. And so I, I don't anymore. So, you know, I, people know straight from the very beginning, anything that you come with me, if, you, if Jesus and God and Holy Spirit offends you, then I'm probably not the person you want to bring yes. or, or any of that stuff, follow any of that stuff. So yeah, so that it's just my faith is built in to everything. So it's built into my coaching programs, it's built into, like I said, you know, you go on my website, you'll see scriptures. So it's just built into everything that I do because it's so important to me. Yes, and I, I love the boldness. 
because you have to be a bold person in order to say, look, this is my faith. Either you with mm-hmm. it or you're not. Mm-hmm. And I love mm-hmm. that. And that just reminds me of Daniel, you know, mm-hmm. and how Daniel was in such a a place to where he was climbing the ladder, but mm-hmm. he didn't compromise his faith. And in this online mm-hmm. space, it's very hard not to compromise because it's like mm-hmm. we are wanting, like you said, we don't want to offend people and mm-hmm. all these mm-hmm. things. And we want to try. And it, again, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we internally want to be inclusive, you know? Yes. And we want to bring yes. people to God, right? But at mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. time, it's like, look, if we're going to work together and and my God is going to offend you, like, we don't need to do this. So I love that you're willing to say, look, I ain't, I'm not going to accept your money if your soul mm-hmm. don't match mine, like in terms of mm-hmm. this, this mm-hmm. project and my faith. So that for me is very inspiring. And I found the same thing, like mostly every person that I work with in my business, they're like a faith girl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, I love that. Yes. And it's, and it's funny that you mentioned because even me taking their money, but also I'm in a space because I, I wasn't always in this space. Like the space I'm in right now, uh, it's been an evolution. And so I remember, you know, when I came into the online sp- uh, space, I got caught up in some stuff. And now that I look back, I'm like, that's not godly. That wasn't godly. And, you know, this is, and I'm getting ready to say this, and this is me. This is Bev talking. I'm not representing Jam, and this is Bev talking. <laughs> um, you know, even now, I'm very specific, even in my verbiage. And so I know that God created the universe. I know that. Mm-hmm. But in my verbiage, I attribute everything to God. Mm-hmm. I don't say, you know, and I used to, it used to be a point where I would say universe. You know, you say, you know, forgive it and release it to the universe. No, I am, I am, you know, I'm forgiven and I'm basing it on the scripture because God said in his word, this. So I've gotten really even specific in my verbiage and me watching what I say and giving the glory where glory is due. So I will say God. Yeah. Even little things like what people will say spirit. I say, no, I say Holy Spirit because, you know, when someone says spirit, I don't know what spirit they talking about. There's a lot of spirits out there that I don't want attached to me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you for saying that because Mm -hmm. I think it's so easy for us, Mm -hmm. even as Christian people, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of Christian people that uses the term universe just Mm -hmm. so they won't offend someone, but Mm -hmm. I can't Mm -hmm. do it. And I say, this is the reason why I can't do it because there's more than one universe and people don't mm-hmm. understand we live in the milky way universe okay? yes yes, there yes. Are all right multiple. teacher come through teacher <laughs> yeah, okay right there are multiple universes so which mm-hmm. one i'm not talking about and my mm-hmm. god created all of them so i can't shrink him down into a universe so i don't mind saying god of the universe mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i can't mm-hmm. say universe Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So like I said, I did, I got caught up in that, in the online space and literally I had to repent. I'm like, okay, God, this is not. And so, you know, but that was me. Like I had to get into this space where it was just, okay, God, I know that you are the source of everything. So it's not about chasing a client, you know, oh God, bring me this client so that I can make the money because then I'm making that my source. Or it's not about, okay, hey, God, I got to get on this stage in front of this person because this person is the go-to person when it comes to speaking. Like, I had to eliminate all of that. 
and go back to him being my source and then knowing everything else is a resource in my life. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Everything yes. else is a resource. God is the source and everything mm-hmm. else is a resource. I love mm-hmm. that. <laughs> thank you for sharing that and thank you for being open about that because a lot of people don't want to talk about that that mm-hmm. language that we use mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. in the online space because everybody else is saying one thing and it's like yes. we kind of feel like we have to um kind of align with that or people mm-hmm. are going to look at us crazy but oh well mm-hmm. like you just gonna have to yes. look crazy i love god and you know like I'm yes, sorry. yes yes <laughs> and that was i had to ask myself bev are you looking to please man or please god yes and oh once god. i asked myself that question i was like, okay this is all about god so you know if, if that if me saying that because i know there's even people in my community that still say that and once again, you know, if that is offensive to you, you know, I, I still love you. But, you know, if you want to leave the space, it's okay. Like, I'm not offended. But right. this is me. This is where I am right now in my spiritual walk and my spiritual journey. And so it's just, and it's important for me to hold fast to that. Mm-hmm. And I want to go ahead and put in a plug that uh, Bev's group her facebook group is constantly thriving it's called highly successful christian female coaches and consultants and more specifically what she does as a business strategist is that she helps christian female coaches create ten thousand dollar plus months so that they can have six-figure businesses so that is exactly what she is doing and um, I want to ask, though, what was your greatest struggle in your journey to creating that divine wealth and advancement in business? It was a couple of things. For me, um, you know, it was feeling like I was, quote unquote, qualified to do this, mm. especially when I shifted to Christian coaches. Because I'm like, well, Bev, you didn't go to Bible school, so you don't know the Bible left and right. You know, there's more people in the group. Like, literally, there are ministers in my Facebook group that know the word better than you. They can pray better than This is all the holy, I mean, this is all the enemy speaking this foolishness into my thought. And I was buying into it. And so for me, you know, and one of my, one of the women in my community, she said this so beautifully. She was like, you know, anytime that God has, you know, qualified you to do something, but then you go back and you're like, but God, I don't have this. And what, like, it's like a slap in his face because then it means that I feel like I know more than him. And so when she said that, I had to let go of all of those. I'm like, okay, you right. If you call me. So that was one of the biggest things is, you know, knowing that there's going to always be someone that knows the, the, the scripture better than I, better than me, or can pray quote unquote better than I, but that's not what it's about. It's about me leading this group of women that uh, God has called me to lead in this season and, you know, showing up authentically as myself and sharing, you know, they know the highs and the lows. They see Bev when she's high, when Bev is low, when Bev don't have a clue of what it is that she's doing. Like I share all of that because you never know how your journey, your story, your challenges will help someone else. So for me, one of the biggest, that was one of the biggest challenges is me kind of letting go of that, what I felt like was being whispered into my ear that I wasn't good enough or that I wasn't qualified enough 
to do what it was that I that that I feel like I was called to do. So that was certainly one of the the challenges or the struggles that I had. Um, and then and then finding my voice in this online space because you know you hear all the time that it's it's crowded and it's oversaturated. And I don't. Yes, it's other coaches, business coaches that do what I do. I get it. But um, I just had to realize I just had to be there. Like once again, going back to how God called me and how he set me up and how he designed me, just get out there and open your mouth and watch what happens. Those people that are attracted to me, they're going to be attracted to me. Those that don't want anything to do with me, they will be repelled. And that's fine with me as well. So those were the two biggest things absolutely and you don't have to forgive me because I'm a I like I'm one of those people that everything reminds me of the Bible <laughs> and like I'm sitting here thinking about Moses and how mm-hmm. Moses constantly felt mm-hmm. like he was not good enough he didn't feel mm-hmm. like he could speak properly and God was mm-hmm. like well here's Aaron then he found mm-hmm. something else and God was like well here's this person and it's mm-hmm. like okay we may not feel like we have it all but God gives us different people things and mm-hmm. circumstances so that we can begin to feel comfortable but the thing is he's not calling us with those things he's calling us as we are because there yes. is something special within us and the areas that we feel we are weak, God fills those in. And we can't allow the enemy to stop us. One scripture that I always keep in mind is our like um, our thoughts. So if you look at the mm-hmm. scripture in Corinthians, and I can't remember the exact verse. Sometimes I'm just, I can't, I know where it's at. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's from, um, it says, take captive of every thought right so captain mm-hmm. means to take hold of to arrest we have to fight those thoughts and fight against them and counteract it with something positive so if it's yeah. if it's you you know thinking oh i'm not good enough for this because i don't know all these scriptures no i bind that up in the name of yes. And I know exactly what God wants me to say. He has equipped me to do this. I am called to do this. Enemy, you have no room in my life to take hold. This is my ministry and what I'm supposed to do. So every time I even find myself doing that in other areas, you know, I ventured out into some new things with fashion and I'm entering health and wellness and I'm like oh I don't know if I can really do oh no oh no I heard what God said and I'm not gonna let the enemy take that away so thank you for sharing that because I feel like that helps people understand even though Bev is climbing that ladder every single day like she's getting higher and higher and better and better she still has to do the same thing that a lot of our listeners are dealing with so don't think just because you're you know you're moving up that you don't still have to fight you do have to fight and again Mm -hmm. it's easier right but you still do because the enemy will take anybody he can get Yes, yes. And it's you said a couple of things there, Jasmine, you know, where, um, you know, the the example with Moses and him, uh, you know, out, highlighting his, where he felt like he wasn't 
qualified enough. And so I see it as, you know, when there's something big and I'm like, okay, God, you sure? Like, to me, that ensures that he gets all the glory. Like, there is no way I can lay claim to this because that was all him. That was one thing where I kind of let that go, that need to be perfect or everything to be right. Like, okay, God, use me on this right here because you're going to get all the glory because this was all you. That's one thing. And then what you just said, you know, when the enemy comes in and he starts speaking all this stuff to you. And I know in the, in the online space, you know, we talk about affirmation. Mm-hmm. My thing is, and one thing that I tell my community, I said, take it one step further. Yes, you affirm yourself, but what are you affirming yourself with? Affirm yourself with the word. What does God say about you? What are his promises? What is he like that type of thing? So once again, you know, it's not just, okay, I'm a money magnet. That's of the world. My God tells me, you know, he's given me the power to get well. My God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Like, you know, I'm speaking the word back over over what he says about me versus just the affirmations that are out there. You know, combat the enemy with the word. And that right there, and God, if he promised it to you, you know, he is not a man that he can lie. So he, his promise, his answers to his promises are yes and amen. But that means you have to know the word too. But that's a whole other story. But yeah. That's right. That's right. We got to get us a, a good little Bible study going here. Yes. I'm just saying, look, don't get me started. Okay. Let me get back to the interview. Okay. What's next, Jan? <laughs> What would you say is your greatest achievement so far? I think not. I think I know one of my greatest achievements has been remaining true to what God is showing me to do in this business Mm -hmm. and remaining true and in alignment with my faith, like not compromising that to chase a dollar, not compromising that to be on someone else's stage not compromising that to make other people feel good about themselves. I feel like that's one of the greatest achievements that I've been able to accomplish in this online space because it allows other Christians to realize that, hey, I also don't have to compromise my values and my faith in order to be successful. Mm. And so I'm so, such a huge fan of that, of showing them the possibilities. Like it's possible, you get, but you get to decide. Like you have to make a decision on which way you want to go with this. And so that, I feel like that's one of the greatest achievements so far in this business. That is awesome because a lot of people, um, especially as you start to move up, you get more and more opportunity. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. you have to learn how to say no when it Mm -hmm. doesn't feel right or sit with you in your the holy spirit and your gut in your soul if it doesn't feel right don't do it you know don't get me wrong the money may sound good but like you know that's one thing about me and i i so thank god for this um when he told me like look you need to create multiple streams of income because you Mm -hmm. don't need so tied down to like one avenue to where Mm -hmm. you're willing to do anything like that Mm -hmm. that is not how god wants us to be he wants us to have options and to be able to look clearly because when you're not able to just say like okay no I don't want to do this right you're willing to do anything and that desperation can take you away from God because you are just at this point to where you're like nah I gotta get this bag like Mm -hmm. I don't care Mm -hmm. necessary I'm not willing to do that 
And I think that that's what makes you an authentic person. And I think that's what has made your brand be able to stand out because you're like, no, this is what I'm doing. This is my path. And that's it. Like, ain't no other path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is so true. And like I said, you know, also sharing, and like I said, I'm so transparent when I've gotten off that path and what it looked like and what it led me to. And then being back on, you know, this path with him. And I'm just like, okay, God, I tried it my way. I'm sorry. I'm so, my bad, God. I, my bad. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> yes. And I love the fact that you're willing to admit and be transparent that, like, mm-hmm. we all mm-hmm. fall off. Like, it says in scripture that a righteous man falls seven times and gets back up. Back up. You mm-hmm. can't say mm-hmm. righteous, okay? Yes. That means these people are called by God but they still fail and the fact that you can openly admit that shows openly that you are righteous but it's just sometimes we get off the path but we get back on exactly and I I think about David I mean you know he was one of the greatest when it comes to a man that the guy's on heart but even after he was called I mean he had somebody's spouse killed you know what I'm saying like yes it's a process but yeah and it's like a process and it's like you keep going and when you fall down it's what you do though when you fall you know what i'm saying it's like what you decide to do do you stay there or do you repent oh my god you know repent of it and then let it go and you keep going after you know those that diligently seek him and so that's the thing and that's the piece where we're so condemning of ourselves where we end up staying in that mess for so long because we've condemned ourselves. And so, you know, it tells us in Colossians 2.14, you know, God, all of that sin, all of that stuff that we've done, it was nailed on the cross with God, with Jesus. So if you repented from it, that's where it is. He's forgotten it. We're the ones that still holding on to it and living in that situation. So it's just a matter of releasing it and say, okay, I made a mistake, God, and repenting and then turning away from that and, you know, not going back to that thing. And so, you know, releasing that and, and continuing to pursue him. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. We're going to actually keep going um, into our second segment. And I want to ask some um, questions in regard to what would you share with people who would like to step into entrepreneurship? What's like your number one tip? Number one tip is have a clear why Mm -hmm. you're doing what you're doing. And if the why is to make money, you might as well stay where you are, period. Because, you know, having that deep, that why, so whether or not the why is so that you, you know, leave a, a different legacy for your children so that you break generational curses so that you, um, you know, have another option so that whatever that why is, it needs to be something deeper than just making money. Now, you know, yes, we go into entrepreneurship and one of the things is, yes, I want to make money, but it is not the only thing. And so if that's your only reason, because I'm telling you, as an entrepreneur, there are ebbs and flows, there's ups and downs. And so when the money is not coming in the way that you desire it, are you going to leave it? Are you going to walk away? So, you know, having that deeper why is going to be huge. So that's like the number one thing, you know, if I had to put it in, in, in to rank it, that would be the number one thing is being super clear on your why you're doing it. And you hold fast to that why every single day. 
Yes, because it does, like, it goes to the meat of it. And here's the thing, like, a lot of people don't understand whenever you are in that entrepreneurial journey, you will be attacked, like, in mm -hmm. some way, whether it's dealing with the finances, mm -hmm. it's dealing with people, especially if you're in the online space, you know, they have trolls all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I have experienced that personally. Um, I won't say every single business, but in a few, I mean, like, literally, I promise you, there was nothing that I could have done any differently because I'm very reflective and I always mm -hmm. try to do things with excellence. And some people are not going to like you as a person. Mm -hmm. They're not going to like you know, the situation and things like that. So that's why you kind of have to stick to that why and not let those people deter you from what you know God has called you to do. Yes, that is huge. Um, and knowing, you know, here we go, go back to scripture, we talk about faith, but knowing that we're not battling against flesh and blood either. Mm. And so those people, a lot of times, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not even, like you said, it's, a lot of times it's not even about you. So some people attack you because you are Christian, because you do things differently, because it looks different. And so knowing that it could very well be the enemy using them to attack you as that faith-based entrepreneur, knowing that there are some people that are just playing out miserable and there, there is no pleasing them. And so if you do allow for those people, you know, because some people feel like with social media, if you post it and I have a right to open my mouth and say something about it, even if they didn't ask, uh, you know, so you have to have a thick skin when it comes to this thing. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Cause I found my skin getting thicker to the point yes, something comes up. I'm just like, okay. Mm -hmm. like <laughs> and that, Yeah. And like also knowing and understanding everything does not require a response from you. Yeah. Like you have to, it was like the other day I posted something like, I was talking about orange juice. And talking about, hey, you know, I, I can't find my orange juice with the Pope. Like, I'm a person, I need the Pope because I feel like it's going to fill me up faster. <laughs> and then someone, I, I'm nothing about business. I'm talking about my orange juice liking. And someone hopped on the post and was like, well, I don't really like orange juice because it's filled with sugar. And so, you know, I, I wouldn't really stress about it. I'm like, I didn't ask you. If I want so you, pulp, I'm gonna get my pulp. Yeah, but I was like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say take a poll and ask you. So, but my thing was, you know, I just ignored it because I'm like, okay, well that that made your day. Like that made you feel good to hop on there and say that. More power to you, lady. And I'm over here. So like, it's some things you just have to learn how, how not to respond to. Everything does not require a response from you, and that's something that I'm walking out daily is to not always respond via flesh, like not always allowing my flesh to respond. Um, because, you know, I'm like, I, I can be petty sometimes. I'm trying to get rid of the, the petty spirit. I don't know if that's the spirit, but I'm going to rebuke that spirit. Um, <laughs> you know, because everything does not require a response sometimes. And so sometimes you not responding is the best response. Absolutely. Oh, that is so, so true. Because it takes energy. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, what do I really need to put my energy into? It's probably not these people that's just trying to get under my skin. Mm -hmm. So true. So true. <laughs> so I really kind of want to know like what your services um, 
provide in terms of results for your clients? What would it look like when they work with you? You know, what is, I've seen them personally. Like I've seen so (laughs) many people thrive and do well, but just for our listeners, like what are some of the great results that you've been able to get your um, clients? Mm -hmm. So for me as a business strategist, what I focus on my, and it goes back to when I said, when I first started the tutoring company, I was amazing as a tutor, you know, education-wise, but the business side, I suck. And so as a business strategist, a lot of the women come to me because they're absolutely amazing coaches, but their business side is lacking some things. And so I have what I call my 5P framework, uh, my 5P six-figure framework. So I was able to use this framework, you know, to create six figures in my business to help other clients do it as well. Mm-hmm. And so my, my framework, uh, first and foremost, partner with God. Like we talk about, even if you don't serve uh, Christians in your business, what can you do to partner with God? What can you do to ensure that as a believer, your business doesn't look like what the world looks like? Like you're not just following suit because this is what the world said you should do. Because remember, I fell into that trap. So we really and truly look at how you can partner with God on a daily basis in your business. So that's the first P. Uh, The second P is how to package your genius. The third one is how to price your genius. I'm sorry. The first P is partnering with God. The second P is positioning yourself as the expert. I'm sorry. Positioning yourself as the expert. So once again, so many, especially women, we kind of shy away and shrink from that word expert. Hey, you are skilled at what you do. You have this skill and you should position yourself as such. And you should not be shy to say that I am skilled at this, period. And so, you know, partnering with God, positioning yourself as the expert. Uh, the next one is package your genius. So how do I take all this genius that I have, this skill set, this, this education, this training, all of this stuff, how do I package it into a service? And then how do I price that genius in such a way that people actually buy from me because there's definitely a psychology and a skill set that comes to packaging and how you position that and then the uh, fifth p is how to promote your genius so okay i have this offer i've created it now how do i get it out in front of my ideal client not only how do i get it out in front of my ideal client but then how do i get them to actually buy it because on social media you can get caught up in the vanity oh my god i had this number of views on my video and this number of people that commented but if no one's buying mm. yeah so we look at those pieces um you know as a business strategist so no i don't help you with your website no i do not help you pick your branding colors i can't help you to figure out what photo none of that but what i can yeah. do is show you how to make the money in your business and that to me is the most important part like I'll be completely honest with you I have a website for my business but I rarely ever use it Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's like okay that's part of my digital footprint so hey I have a website there but yeah I rarely use mine as well and it's like getting people to focus on the revenue generating activity because I always say what do you need in your business right now do you need clients right now if you need clients you need a business coach or a sales coach do you need branding if you need branding there's a branding coach out there do you have mindset issues there are mindset coaches out there so getting true and real about what you need in your business right now and so my people come to me because they need to generate money right like they don't have five six seven eight months to wait to, to generate this revenue. So we look at revenue gener- daily revenue generating activities. 
So usually when my clients come to me day one, we map out their blueprint. And they can literally go with this blueprint that we map out day one and make money day one. So I've had clients that have made money the same day. They made their investment back the same day because I quickly realized that they do not have time to waste. I love that. I love how you're not focusing on the aesthetics. Like, mm -hmm. you like cute cute mm -hmm. if you want to be a blogger or you want to have this pretty instagram feed and i'm not knocking it but do mm -hmm. you want to be pretty or you want to be paid you can be both but you're yes. gonna have to work on the paid side a little bit more yes <laughs> yes yes so you're so busy talking about you know you want to go over to paris so you can take a picture from the eiffel tower and you have this gold foil font but you're not making money so wait a minute now, you know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't go, how about you make the money first and then reinvest that into your business so you can go take the picture over in Paris because you can actually afford to go do it. So yeah, like that is one of the biggest things. You know, my clients, they spend hours in Canva. I'm like, why are you doing that? Take a selfie and put that post up and go about your business. <laughs> yes, yes. And just don't put so much emphasis in that perfectionism yes. mm -hmm, because I mm -hmm. feel like that's what holds a lot of women yes. back is that we feel like we have to have this perfect image of ourselves. And it's like, no, like nowadays, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. in the online space, people want to see you being your real authentic self. And if yes. you're not comfortable with yourself, it's hard to sell. It's hard to do those generating activities that you were just mm -hmm. mentioning, you know, and that holds them back a lot. Yes. yes, yes, that is true. And if you're not careful, you end up mimicking other people. Okay, well, this person over here is making you know, six figures. So I'm going to go copy what they're doing. Stop. No, that's not how it works. It's not, that's not how it works. Right. So just switching gears a little bit, we want to talk some about your radio show, TV <laughs> show, um, your faith to get into that. And then like <laughs> what the future looks like for you. Those are three things I really want you to hit on. So if you can actually start first, um, with your actual show, like how did you step into it? Yes, and so actually today was filming day. So yes, I saw that makeup. Y'all should have saw yes. the pictures. Yes. So um, when I tell you, and it goes back to what we were talking about before, that I anyone that has ever asked me this question about how did the TV and radio show come about, I always say it was all God. The executive producer was looking for a business strategist in Atlanta because we have a, uh, we film here in Atlanta or the, and they also film in Miami. And so she was looking for a business strategist in, in Atlanta to be a guest expert on someone else's show. So she, you know, went online, found me on some Twitter list or something. She said, someone recommended me on a Twitter list. She went to my website and then she filled out the contact form. She reached out to me. We had a conversation once again about me being a guest on someone else's show. And so she asked me, you know, kind of tell me a little bit about yourself. And once I got done, she was like, have you ever thought about doing your own show? And then I'm like, you know, the little, the little Oprah in me was like, well, I think everyone has a little Oprah, a little Oprah on the Everybody inside. <laughs> <laughs> that little Oprah in there, she reared her little head. And so I said, well, let me, um, let me do the interview first, see how it goes. And then from there. So that is literally how that came about. I did the interview on someone else's show and fell in love with it. Now, mind you, my background is in education and training. I told you guys that. I don't have a background in broadcast and all of that, journalism, none of that. 
And so one of the, the enemy in my ear, well, babe, you talk too fast. Babe, you know, what, like, you know, like that stuff started creeping in. And if I would have allowed him to continue that dialogue in my head, then I wouldn't have this show. Now, here we are a year later. I literally today just filmed season six. And, but like I said, it was a faith walk because that was not my area. So I had to learn that process of actually filming and all that stuff. And I said, when I took this on the TV and the radio, I said, okay, guys, this is a platform where I can now feature other female entrepreneurs and give them a platform where they may not have had before. And so from that point, when I initially started, I, I was on three affiliates. We are now on 15 <laughs> affiliate stations across the U.S. Um, you know, more than one of them, one being here in Atlanta, where they moved my time slot because of the view. So in Atlanta and in Detroit, because of the viewership, they moved me to what's considered prime time for those affiliate stations. So we're on public access television right now. And then just a month or so ago, I was approached about actually pitching my show to major networks. So we're talking like uh, Lifetime and OWN and all that stuff like that, major networks and uh, streaming platforms. So that's a whole different level from, you know, where I am now. But it was all a faith walk. And in all of this, even with the show I have now, I was very clear with the executive producer, my faith is very important to me. So I won't be doing anything that compromises that. So I actually got to come up with the concept. So right now it's a talk show that I have. And so I told her the same thing when it came to pitching to the networks, you know, executive producer, you know, my faith is important to me. So, you know, whatever comes down the pike, if it's not in alignment with my faith, then I'm not doing it. And so still holding on to that, although we're moving to another level, my faith is still important. So I, I'm not doing anything that will compromise my faith, even if the show is picked up on major networks there has to be an understanding there that this is what I believe in. This is who I believe in. And so, you know, if it's not in alignment with that, I cannot do that. So that's like the next level for me when it comes to, especially the, the television show, the being able to get the show on major networks. Yes. And I'm so excited about it, you know, and to be able to, see how it grows and of mm -hmm. course when you choose not to compromise your standards god of mm -hmm. course gives you better opportunities you know mm -hmm. if someone came along and it didn't fit okay you tell it bye right mm -hmm. <laughs> yes yes the good things that are going to be coming your way and that's just how it works and that's the thing too you know knowing that everything is going like god knew i was going to be in this spot you know he already knew it and so, you know, getting into that mind space, and sometimes we're like, you know, something doesn't go the way that we had planned. We feel like we lost something. I'm like, it's not a loss because that meant that that wasn't for you. So something better is coming along. You know what I'm saying? Like there is something better that's going to come along. And so that's the mind space that I try to remain in as much as possible. If something doesn't work out the way that I have planned, okay, God, then I know that means you have something better for me, period. Exactly, exactly. So I definitely want everyone to be able to continue um, connecting with you. Would you please be able to share your information so everyone can follow you, what you're doing, and all that good stuff? Awesome. So yes, the best place to see what Bev is up to is going to be on social media. 
So all of my social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, what else is out there? (laughs) I'm on all of of them. It's Beverly Wathour. So just go through, type in Beverly Wathour, uh, and you will find me. My website is www.beverlywathour.com, and my email is beverly at beverlywathour.com. So consistent across the board. Just go and do a Google search, and I'll come up. And that's, like I said, social media is the best place to see what's going on and what I'm up to in the world. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for just sharing your time, your insight, and your wisdom. I am going to link everything um, about Beverly, how to contact, work with her, all of those good things inside of the podcast episode show notes. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for the invitation, lady. I really appreciate it. Yes, and we will chat soon. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) I hope you all are enjoying this series as I am helping you to tackle your fears. Guess what, guys? I'm not finished with you yet, and God isn't either. I would like to invite you all to my virtual vision board party. It is scheduled for December 14th at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. During this vision board party, I'm going to be helping you to dig deep and craft your vision and goals from the Most High God. As we work together in this group, you will be able to put up a vision board that is going to propel you to the next level. And guess what, guys? You can stay inside of the group all year long to have support and accountability to help you go further. So if you'll look at the link in the show notes, you'll be able to find where you can purchase your virtual vision board ticket. If you go to she'sworthymerch.bigcartel.com, you can pick up your ticket right now. Don't wait, guys. Go ahead and grab it and grab one for a friend. This is going to be a vision board party that you won't forget. Okay, so I want to know, did you like that episode? I really hope so. I try my best to pour my heart and soul into the Mindset Queen podcast because I want to reach more people. And y'all, I need your help. I need you to help me reach more people by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review of this podcast and a rating. Guys, if you take a picture of your review and rating on iTunes and email it to jasmine at she'sworthy.co, I will give you at least three business tips to help you take your business to the next level. So go ahead, head over to iTunes, leave your review, email it with the screenshot to jasmine at she'sworthy.co to get my eyes on your business and give you three practical tips to take you to the next level. Bye.